It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Good morning and welcome to the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB. Great to be with you again. And today we are joined by Dr. Russell Reisner, a breast surgeon at St. Mary Complete Breast Care. Dr. Reisner, good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you. Great to be with you, and we thank you for your time here on WBCB. So, Dr. Reisner, tell us about how you came to St. Mary Medical Center. Well, uh, I have been a breast surgeon and breast cancer specialist for many years now. Uh, I originally grew up in New York and worked there for a while, but my wife, uh, her family have all been uh, Pennsylvania born and bred people, and uh, my wife told me early on that she wanted to be back in Pennsylvania. So we've been back here for a little while, and I found my way to St. Mary Medical Center, and I'm delighted to be here. Now, do you hold allegiances to the uh, New York sports teams or anything like that? We're a big Eagles and Phillies uh, group here on WBCB, but we're, we're welcoming uh, even to Giants fans. <laughs> Thank you. I, right now, I claim dual citizenship, so I do root for both teams. Please don't press me as far as who I would pick in a head-to-head competition between any two of them. All right, we will not do that this morning. Instead, uh, we want to talk with you about breast cancer, about St. Mary Complete Breast Care. But part of your story is just how you became a a, a breast care surgeon. Uh, Why that particular uh, part of the field of medicine? Why did that appeal to you? Well, uh, I had gotten interested in in cancer surgery in general many years ago. Um, Both of my parents had cancer during their lives, and uh, certainly I found it a a field that uh, welcomed uh, innovation, uh, getting to have strong and long-lasting relationships with my patients, and certainly that was a strong appeal to me. Uh, Breast cancer, as you know, is... Unfortunately, a very common diagnosis in our country, uh, and I found that uh, there was a large patient population who needed to have good, well-trained breast surgeons taking care of them, uh, and uh, it just seemed like a perfect opportunity for me. Well, it is good to have you here with us uh, on the health line today on WBCB. Uh, tell us about you know, what is breast cancer does it differ from other types of cancer? How does it form? I mean, all of those are, are, are pretty big questions that uh, probably take a little bit to unpack, but if you could uh, put it in a, a bit of a nutshell for us here. Of course. Uh, unfortunately, most any tissue in our body can develop cancer. Cancer, very broadly, is when the normal growth and regulation of our cells goes haywire. Uh, different cancers, we believe, arise for different reasons. I'm sure uh, exposure to things outside of our body, as well as uh, inheritance in our DNA play roles in the development of any type of cancer. Um, but that uncontrolled growth can lead to both problems where the tumor starts and where it can often spread to in the rest of the body. 
Dr. Reisner, one of the things uh, I was listening to one of our Healthline shows on WBCB, and uh, I, I thought, oh gosh, it, you know, let's have a little bit more of the, uh, the the hopeful side of things. I mean, early detection and prevention uh, there it can go a long way, I guess. Today, I mean, that's that's one of the things that you 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 hear people reminding everyone to get their their checkups and their normal scans. That's a, an absolute statement where, although we know that the, the numbers of women and men being diagnosed with breast cancer in our country remain high, what has changed over the years is that more and more of those cancers are being found at very early and hence much more treatable stage than they were many years ago. Women should know that a diagnosis of breast cancer is not a statement that their life will come to an end. Most people with breast cancer can be cured from that disease. Uh, just a moment ago, you said women and men. Men also can get breast cancer. You hear about the Save the Tatas and all of those types of uh, initiatives out there to raise money, uh, raise awareness. Um, but uh, people think of it as exclusively uh, a female uh, situation, and that's obviously not true based on what you said just a moment ago. That is correct. Although the the numbers are heavily uh, weighted toward women as opposed to men getting breast cancer, men can get breast cancer. Although we don't routinely screen men for breast cancer like we do for women in most circumstances, any man who develops any kind of abnormality or lump in their breast uh, should have that checked out by their health care provider. All right, so we're going to talk about screenings and scans. We're here with Dr. Russell Reisner. And uh, this morning, uh, learning a little bit more about breast cancer. How can you detect it? I mean, people talk about lumps and uh, regular um, self-examinations. Uh, those things are still um, a part of uh, early detection in, in addition to a regular mammogram. Yes, uh, certainly uh, a physical exam is capable of finding many instances of breast cancer. But luckily, as uh, tumors have gotten smaller and smaller for our finding, that uh, ability to find them by physical exam alone uh, has suffered. Luckily, however, our imaging techniques, mammography, more updated versions of mammography, such as 3D mammography, which we do offer at St. Mary Medical Center, as well as other imaging studies, have vastly improved our ability to find cancers at a stage where otherwise they might not have been detected. And uh, are there, I mean, they can detect it at smaller and smaller uh, amounts. Um, are are there's some test, test things that you guys are working on now that uh, can also aid in finding tumors before they're large enough to detect with other, uh, other, other uh, measurements or uh, other methods? Well, as I said, uh, something relatively new, 3D mammography, yeah. uh, is capable of not only finding tumors at a smaller size, but offering more concise information about abnormalities that might have been seen under traditional mammogram where we weren't sure exactly what was going on. So with some additional imaging, we can make better statements as to this is not a worrisome thing. We don't need to biopsy it or go after it versus things that we are more concerned about. All right, so those are things maybe you could feel. What about are there symptoms? Are there uh, uh, things that people feel an illness when they 
have, have a breast cancer type of situation? Most people diagnosed with breast cancer are really not appreciating much else going on in their body. And again, because the tumors are so small nowadays, most of the time they're not even really noticing things in their breast. But certainly there are telltale signs of breast cancer, a new lump in the breast that was not present uh, over the prior several weeks, any kind of uh, change in the appearance of the nipple or the areola, the skin around the nipple, can sometimes be indicative of breast cancer. Fluid coming from the nipple uh, can occasionally be associated with breast cancer, and that also is something that should be uh, brought to the attention of a healthcare provider. We're talking with Dr. Reisner this morning. It's the St. Mary Healthline. Uh, What about risk factors? Uh, We talk quite a bit on the show about uh, genetic uh, uh, factors that that may give people uh, more of a chance to come down with heart disease or or breast cancer in this case. We do know of uh, certain factors that can lead to a higher incidence of breast cancer for sure. Uh, Obesity. Uh, and its effect on retaining the female hormone estrogen in the body uh, is a risk factor for developing breast cancer. Cigarette smoking, of course, linked to many cancers, also uh, has a role in the development of breast cancer. A person's family history is not necessarily a risk factor, but something to be made aware of, uh, and that whether it's sharing an environment and exposure to some toxin over their life, or perhaps sharing some uh, genetic basis in their DNA uh, can be a risk factor for the development of breast cancer also. I mean, one of the things we do here on the Healthline, we're busting those myths. Uh, and uh, one of the things uh, that the, 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 the idea that it's a, there's a, people are doing genetic testing and looking at their own DNA um, to find different markers, is there a, a breast cancer gene? So there are several genes that have been identified that if a mutation is present in those genes, that person carrying that mutation is at a significantly higher risk for the development of breast as well as ovarian cancer. Although we believe that most people who develop cancer do not do so because they have such a gene, there are times when people are tested and we have specific criteria under which we would recommend that uh, women have genetic testing done. And certainly that uh, information is very valuable both for them as well as their family members. Uh, Dr. Reisner, how about tips for prevention? If, uh, let's say, you have a, a, maybe a genetic, um, you, you have one of those genes, um, how do you prevent breast, breast cancer? So that's a little tougher. The good news is, however, that we do have medications that have been shown to lower the risk of the development of breast cancer. Women who have had a biopsy demonstrating something in their breast that puts them at a higher risk of developing breast cancer in the future are offered medication to lower their risk of the development of breast cancer. And that medication can actually lower the risk by half. That's a pretty significant improvement. That that is. Uh, Imagine uh, these are all incredibly difficult decisions for the patient to try to navigate. Um, And again, I think a lot of times uh, uh, the lay person like myself, we just hear about some things that come up in the news. I know years ago, Movie star Angelina Jolie, uh, I think, found one of those uh, genetic markers in her DNA code, and uh, she had uh, a double mastectomy, I think, in 
just in prevention. Um, that seemed like a radical choice for, for her to make, but um, the patients that you deal with are are, are dealing with life and death types of situations, and sometimes there's family history that also is influencing uh, that that care. How do you walk them through some of those uh, those decisions, and um, uh, you know what what care is going to be best for them from a medical standpoint, and also just from an emotional and psychological standpoint? That's a, a great point that you made at the end there, as far as the emotional and psychological standpoint. Years ago. When we realized that most women diagnosed with breast cancer did not have to have their whole breast removed, they could have a lumpectomy, that became our standard recommended therapy for those people. But what we found over the years that there is much more that goes into a woman's decision on what form of surgical therapy they want for their breast cancer than the simple facts of which operation you can have. There's a lot of social and emotional decision-making that goes along with it. What we now follow as our policy is we certainly need to give our patients the facts on what forms of surgery are appropriate for them, but ultimately the decision on where they go might be that more surgery will offer them peace of mind that lesser surgery may not, and that's a very valid reason for making that decision. We don't try to... Um, convince women otherwise if that's the decision that they have come to. Dr. Reisner is with us here on WBCB this morning. It's the St. Mary Healthline. And uh, let's talk about a time to get together. Tuesday, October 22nd, you guys are going to be doing a, a fundraising kind of thing at St. Mary. And I, one of the things that uh, I think these uh, uh, ladies' night out is what you guys are calling it, but uh, these opportunities to come together in community, they provide more than just an ability to fundraise, but an ability to um, connect with other people who are going through the same stuff you're going through. That's absolutely correct. And uh, this is certainly not an evening only for women and men who have been diagnosed with breast cancer. This is for all women and men who have ever had any concerns about their breasts or who have had family members with concerns about their breasts. Uh, we're going to provide education. We're going to provide a communal environment that they can talk to other people who might have similar experiences and share information that they've learned. We're going to have vendors offering the latest uh, material and uh, healthy uh, constructs to help women who uh, have had breast issues take better care of themselves or women who have hopefully never had a breast issue prevent breast issues and overall have a, a greater well-being. Uh, a lot of great information there. That's happening Tuesday, October 22nd. So mark your calendar for the Ladies' Night Out for Breast Health Awareness. All proceeds from the event going to be benefiting the Breast Health Initiatives at the Cancer Center here at St. Mary Medical Center. There's going to be basket raffles and 50-50s and all that kind of fund fundraiser stuff. And you can come out. It's the third annual Ladies' Night Out at St. Mary Medical Center. Again, raising some money, raising a Awareness about breast health. Great to have Dr. Reisner here with us on the St. Mary Health Line today. We're going to step aside right now. We got a lot more to get to. Uh, Want to ask uh, a little bit about um, some treatments. We, we mentioned uh, some of the things that uh, are our options, uh, but we'll, we'll get more uh, from Dr. Reisner when we return to the St. Mary Health Line here on WBCB. 
Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. Corporate sedan service is built with you in mind. Corporate sedan service's large fleet of vehicles and knowledgeable driving professionals meets the unique needs of each person safely and reliably. Don't take our word for it. Check out their great reviews on Yelp. For corporate car service, airport transportation, or a family vacation, call Corporate Sedan Service. Are you ready to take a ride? Call 877-801-6140. That's 877-801-6140, or go to sedanservice.com. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Welcome back to the St. Mary Healthline. And oh my goodness, it, I, I was saying Dr. Reisner, Dr. Reisner is with us for uh, our show today. Doctor, so, so sorry uh, to have flubbed that one. Dr. Reisner, though, uh, breast health is what we're talking about. Ladies' Night Out, October 22nd, that's happening here at St. Mary Medical Center. Uh, some different ways to treat breast cancer. And uh, it, as you discuss that, um, what about reconstructive surgery? Um, is that rebuilding the breast through through a, a surgical procedure right i mean that well yes it, it's kind of certainly, a clumsy way to describe it but i mean no but but very correct it's it's about reestablishing the shape the outward appearance of a normal breast uh, to make it look as natural as can be uh, if a woman needs to have that breast removed as part of treatment and Reconstruction can be of an entire breast. That would be the traditional form of thinking of it. But reconstruction is actually used more and more, even for women who only have a portion of their breast removed for treatment of breast cancer. We, any years ago, wouldn't really be thinking of how the woman's breast is going to look when we're done. our, Our goal was simply to remove the cancer, thinking that that was the only thing of importance. But what we have learned over the years is that Although, yes, it is of primary importance, the appearance of that breast, the appearance of how a woman feels she looks in clothing or perhaps uh, in her own home without clothing are very important to them as well. So reconstruction is also offered in conjunction with only a partial removal of breast tissue. This might aid in the size of the breast, reestablishing symmetry from the side that had surgery to the other side, or it might aid in the redistribution of breast tissue to establish that nice picture of a of a round and and uh, well-situated breast is chemotherapy typically necessary you you mentioned uh, also a lumpectomy um, once that cancerous tissue is removed uh, is a, a chemo treatment uh, also part of of the process well chemotherapy is certainly something that we often do use to treat breast cancer but what has changed over the last few years is we realized that our clinical ability to decide who needs chemotherapy simply based on factors of how large their tumor was or whether any lymph glands under their arm had cancer cells that had traveled to them is not very accurate. We have become more scientific. We utilize 
tests that look at the actual DNA of the tumor cells and compare those tumors to other tumors where we have good information. And in many times with one of those tests, even if our first thought had been this woman might need chemotherapy, we learned that no, in their case, chemotherapy would not add any additional benefit to them. I mean, that is so fascinating. So some tumors have a different DNA profile, which makes them more aggressive, and so they're more likely to to come back? That's absolutely correct, wow. yes. That, that's uh, that's great. Talking with Dr. Reisner here. Dr. Reisner, I got it right that time. It's the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB. Uh, breast implants, can that get in the way uh, of treatment? Well, believe it or not, for a woman who has had to have a breast removed and then has a reconstruction of her breast, it's been well studied that a reconstruction of the breast, whether that is done by having an implant placed or tissue moved into that area does not make it any more difficult in continuing to follow that exam to make sure a cancer has not come back. Even breast implants placed solely for cosmetic reasons certainly um, don't offer significant problems. Generally, those implants are placed underneath the chest muscle so that the breast tissue can still be felt in the surface. And radiologists have learned various techniques for still obtaining those all-important mammograms, even when breast implants are in place. Yeah, again, I heard it all on the news, uh, Dr. Reisner, but uh, it was something about saline and breast implants and the cancer risk. Uh, Is there a greater risk of breast cancer uh, for women who have breast implants? We don't think that there is a greater risk of breast cancer for women with most forms of breast implants. There actually has been in the news recently, however, that a certain type of implant, I don't mean a certain manufacturer, but a certain type of implant, has been linked not to the development of breast cancer, but actually to the development of another form of cancer that forms in the pocket where that implant sits. After discussions with the FDA, that manufacturer has decided to remove those implants from further use. Uh, Certainly, we encourage any woman who's had implants placed for cosmetic reasons to know and look up what type of implant they might have in place. And if it were found to have one of those uh, more concerning implants, to speak to breast surgeon or plastic surgeon and discuss that situation. StMaryHealthcare.org, a website to get you into a ton of terrific information uh, through the St. Mary Medical Center. And you can find Dr. Reisner, who is with us today, a breast surgeon at uh, St. Mary Complete Breast Care. And we wanted to talk about Ladies' Night Out. You touched on it a little bit before, uh, Dr. Reisner, uh, new technology, uh, providing better detection, that 3D, is that available for all patients? Is that going to be the standard at some point in the near future? Um, Do most women who are going to get a mammogram still have kind of uh, the old-fashioned technology? Well, it certainly, I believe, will become the standard. It is still right now offered in conjunction with the uh, older form, the two-dimensional mammography, and sometimes insurance companies might have restrictions on who can have that additional form of uh, imaging. But uh, radiologists here at St. Mary are very keen on knowing which situations and which patients 
ultimately should have that additional imaging done. And with proper recommendations and discussions with insurance companies, no one should be denied that technology. Is that new technology more comfortable? Uh, one of the things I've heard, uh, the two-dimensional technology can be a little bit of a squeeze. Um, there is still some of that, and unfortunately, I've never had a mammogram to share that uh, that feeling with my patients. Um, there is certainly some discomfort associated with it, but between uh, better imaging and actually the use of less radiation to perform newer mammograms than on older ones, overall, it's still a better experience than it had been. Right, so even in the uh, the field of breast surgery, right, there are specializations. What... Uh what type of breast surgery do you specialize in, Dr. Reisner? Um, and, and what can patients expect at St. Mary Complete Breast Care? Well, um, one of the things I wanted to touch base on is um, the fact that we're learning over time the expression less is more is very appropriate to care for people with breast cancer. Many years ago, the feeling was take as much tissue out as possible. That was the only way to cure them of their disease. We are learning that not only isn't it necessary to remove more tissue, but sometimes it can actually be beneficial to remove less from patients. Is there ever like even a wait and see type of attitude? I know with uh, prostate cancer, I know that can be um, one of the, the approaches to see if the the issue advances or progresses. There is a certain form of breast cancer called ductal carcinoma in situ that has um, felt to not necessarily require aggressive treatment on all people found to have it. And there are some studies going on looking to see whether this form of breast cancer can simply be observed without any threat to someone's life. So I feel like I got you off track there. You were saying kind of less is more in regards to uh, uh, the the approach in general, but getting into you know your your specialization in that field. Well, certainly my approach has always been accomplish what we need with as little disfigurement, if you want to use that word, uh, for a woman's breast. And what we're seeing with new technology nowadays is when a tumor is quite large and can be easily felt, it's certainly easy to know where to go to cut that tumor out. But since we're finding tumors smaller and smaller, most of these cannot be felt on the outside. Our ability to precisely pinpoint exactly where the tumor is in a woman's breast at the time of surgery allows us to remove the minimal amount of tissue needed to treat them and otherwise disturb their breast the least. So we have actually been working with a few different devices uh, to help us accomplish that. Typically, they would involve placing a certain type of metallic small uh, chip, if you will, into the breast where the cancer is located, and then using some type of electronic detecting device to find it very pinpointly and, again, to minimize the amount of breast tissue that needs to be removed. Wow, fascinating. Talking with Dr. Reisner here today on the St. Mary Healthline. So would the same physician who uh, performed uh, the lumpectomy, for example, also do uh, the breast reconstruction surgery? Well, to some extent, yes, because we realize that not every patient who has tissue removed from a breast and could benefit from some form of reconstruction can get in to see 
a plastic surgeon and have a more formal reconstruction done. But most breast surgeons, including me, perform what we call oncoplastic procedures. So this is a procedure that combines appropriate cancer planning as well as appropriate cosmetic planning. We place incisions to be the least visible as we can. We move around breast tissue after we have carefully removed the tumor so that we don't allow a woman's breast to sag in one particular spot or develop fluid that might accumulate on the inside. And all this requires planning beforehand uh, so that we can accomplish these outcomes as easily as we can. And with that planning, would the, would the life-saving surgery happen at the same time as the reconstruction surgery? Yes. The good news is that whether it's a lumpectomy with some form of reconstruction or a total mastectomy, most women can have that reconstruction at least initiated at the same operation as when a breast is removed. So they can get that peace of mind and uh, get back to get back to life uh, a little bit quicker, it sounds like, uh, when all of that is addressed at, at the same time. That is absolutely correct. Part and parcel with that is our improved ability to control pain. That is a natural consequence of surgery between better drugs, especially drugs that do not use narcotics, which of course we try to avoid on all of our patients given the narcotic uh, epidemic going on, as well as uh, things that we inject into the breast at the time of surgery. Most patients can have relatively little pain in their post-operative period. This allows them to heal faster to get back to their normal lifestyle faster and if they need additional therapies to get on to those therapies sooner than they otherwise would all right that's the that's the positive and i think we'll wrap it up we have almost uh, gotten through the health line here but before we uh, get out of here dr reisner anything you would like our listeners to know about breast cancer uh during breast cancer awareness month well we certainly want everyone both men and women to be aware of their own bodies. That's not to say that you have to sort of diligently sit there and examine yourself a couple of times a day, um, but be aware of changes in your body. And if you do see changes, don't hesitate to bring that to the attention of your healthcare providers. Stmaryhealthcare.org. Terrific to have Dr. Reisner with us today for the Healthline. Appreciate his time, and we thank you for being with us as well. Again, stmaryhealthcare.org to find out more about what we've been talking about, to get in touch with Dr. Reisner, and to find out more about Ladies' Night Out for Breast Health Awareness. That happens on October 22nd, so you have a little bit of time to plan for the event. It'll be on a Tuesday from 4.30 p.m. until 8 p.m. Great information, as Dr. Reisner described and also a community there and uh, a reason to raise some money, some funds uh, for a terrific cause. Thanks for being with us here for the St. Mary Healthline on WBCB.